Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. It's a, it's, it's almost Friday. the week. It's almost the weekend. Is Friday mm-hmm. night considered the weekend? I feel like it should. It is Friday night's the weekend. So when is when does the weekend start then? When the work. I feel when like as soon as you're over? done work on Friday. I mean, we're we're not done work. We're still what here. What if you don't work <laughs> Fridays? Then what? Well, then <laughs> then I don't know. Okay, stop it. Easy. It gets all confusing. <laughs> So I think, so I think I feel think like most Saturday. people right now feel like, yeah, it's the weekend. That's what I think. Maybe. I guess. I don't know. I feel like everybody I run into on a Friday is like, hey, it's Friday. It's Friday. And I'm such a downer. Every time somebody says to me, hey, it's Friday. I'm like, cool, guys. I work Saturdays. <laughs> I don't. I don't mind working Saturdays. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't feel the. I'm too old to fucking celebrate a day anymore. <laughs> just forget it. Can we change Birthdays that? Birthdays like, included. You're, you're too old to just not celebrate every day. Yeah. Okay. Every day is great. Every day is fantastic. And even though it is Friday night, and we're still at the office. Tonight is fantastic. Uh, we are on Zoom with Skylar, and we're gonna have some interesting conversations. You don't tonight. like Zuckerberg that much. We're on Facebook. We're like uh, Facebook audio. I, I mean. I, <laughs> I don't know that I love Zuckerberg at all, so I think I'm okay with uh, not plugging Facebook. Yeah, that's fine. Anyway, hey everyone, it's Amanda, and apparently we're on Facebook with Skylar tonight, and we're going to talk about a whole bunch of things. Skylar is an inactive massage therapist and, you know, taking different directions in her life and her career. Welcome to being inactive, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's It's so freeing. I feel free. Honestly, I can sleep at night again. Well, let's now. talk about that in, in a bit because I don't know. If, uh, well, we probably went inactive for maybe some of the same reasons, maybe some different reasons. We'll talk about some of that stuff, but I want to come back to the whole freeing thing. Well, why don't we just jump right in then? So, Skylar, for everybody listening, can you give us a little bit of a backstory? How long you were practicing as a massage therapist, when you went inactive, what prompted you to decide to go inactive and then we'll get into you know where your life and your career path are taking you now I have been a massage therapist for 13 years um, I actually owned a clinic I sold it in 2019 luckily at the end of 2019 um, that was good timing I know <laughs> it was very good timing because I really don't think that uh, based on how I reacted like at the beginning of covid I don't think that my my I don't think I could have standed like all the stress involved in the constant changes and you know being on top of it all and constantly wearing a mask and you know all of and then having that responsibility on my shoulders so I'm really grateful that that happened it was like a I I probably during the first beginning of COVID I must have called my mom like a ton of times saying can you believe I sold the business? I'm so freaking glad I did that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> how long were you practicing as a therapist before you opened a clinic? And tell me a little bit about your clinic. Is it, is it a, is it a massage therapy clinic? Well, when you had it, was it a massage therapy clinic? Was it a multidisciplinary clinic? Was it a solo practice? So I was probably practicing uh, for the first year. I, I practiced at like another clinic. So I just like, you know, paid them whatever rent and then I thought to myself well you know if I'm paying somebody else rent I might as well just go you know start my own thing right um so I worked for myself um I actually started off in the back of a a nail and a hair salon uh picked up my clientele (laughs) and yeah I'm laughing because I I keep thinking better call Saul but anyway go ahead (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
I know they're coming through the back door. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Believe me. I thought that there's like this, it was a nail salon too. So it had like these double doors in the back that were all like, you know, advertising. So it looked like that. But anyway, that's besides the point. So, um, yeah, so I started there and worked like worked my butt off for I, I even I think I worked like seven days a week sometimes just to get my clientele up there. And then once I felt comfortable enough, which was about maybe a year and a half, two years later, I found a place that was just close by. So that way, um, the transition for my clients would be really easy. Right. Mm. And then I just gradually worked, uh, worked my way up, brought one RMT on and then brought another one on, then brought another one on. But that's like, I'll tell you something. That was, that was one of the reasons why I kind of got out of it too, because, um, I, I had a hard time, even though my rent was very fair, like I never wanted to steal from somebody. I was just, I wanted to have a practice not to become rich, but mm-hmm. just because um, I create the positive atmosphere that way. Because sometimes when you go into these other clinics, there's lots of drama because there's lots of women. No offense, but it's sometimes None difficult taken. to work in those environments. None, none taken. I'm not trying to be <laughs> offensive to anyone. But but that way, if I controlled my environment, then I could always keep it positive. Because when I was doing interviews with the RMTs, I would say, all right, just so you know, I'm not a micromanager. Um, I go by really one rule which is respect, respect each other, the clinic yourself, um, and, uh, and your clients. And, and then when in doubt, always just go back to that one word respect. Right. So I wasn't like that. And another thing is no drama. Like if you think that there's going to be drama here, like you're going to let go right away. <laughs> we have to flow, you know, mm-hmm. cause, cause sometimes like with drama, there can be ne- very negative energy too and then you could just feel it and then the clients can feel it too so it affects the whole entire practice right what do you think it is about working in clinic like I know you said a lot of women and it can bring drama and there's probably Mm -hmm. a lot of women that will listen to this that might initially be like hey I'm triggered but then kind of go yeah okay yeah I want you I want you to do this one thing I want you to think back to massage school and I want Mm -hmm. you to think were you in a group of people in your uh-huh. class, and it was nothing but fucking drama. In it my was class? in so anyone's bad. class. Most people, they will say terrible. there was so much drama in my class. Well, guess what? The same person that caused that drama is taking it to their workplace. So yeah. everyone that was involved in that, they're the ones just leaving this fucking wake of drama is behind this like, them. Is this yeah. like so? Yeah, it's like um, yeah, unique to massage therapy. Like, is this like a massage no, therapist I don't think problem? So. I, I have no idea, but I would imagine then these are these are these are your future colleagues. So why, yeah, when mm-hmm. they become your colleagues, why do you expect right. it to be any different? You know. So maybe, the question yeah. I was going to ask then is, maybe I'm completely wrong. No, I'm you're no, you're I not you're wrong. Right. Totally but right. I want to yeah. know in your experience, Skylar, I mean, in your case, you didn't really work in clinics because you've always kind of done your own thing. But mm-hmm. knowing, you know, you already had this idea that I don't want drama. I want everyone to respect each other. I, you know, I don't mm-hmm. care about getting rich. I just want a positive environment, a positive space. Right. Why do you think there's so much drama in workplaces? Like, what do you think causes this? Is it a jealousy thing? Is it a competitive thing? Is it personalities clashing? Is it lack of communication? Is it all of the above? Like, what causes this? Because I, I I can't fucking stand it. I feel I it's know. all personalities. I choose my circle of friends. 
Yeah. I choose them, yeah. right? I don't yeah. choose the fucking people I got to sit next to at, in my workplace. And but, people you're I all, deal with. but you're all grown-ups. I understand that. <laughs> but that, I think that's just it. Like, um, And then that's why I said like I can control it because if I felt like in my gut feeling that if I was interviewing, say, for a new RMT to come on board, I would be like, is this person going to fit in with our group? Like I mm. needed to make sure of that because – if it if they if I didn't, then they weren't going to be brought on. Think about this, Amanda. Think about this one thing. Anyone that you've worked with that caused drama, do you have a friend like that? And your answer is probably, oh no, actually I don't. I don't have a friend that's act that acts like that. That well, that has that type okay. of personality. <laughs> so it, to me, it's all personalities, and you just mm-hmm. choose to not be around it that. Definitely... And then when you're at the workplace, you're forced to be around that. No, no, no. I, yeah. I understand what you're saying, but I what I was going to say when I said, but we're all grownups. Is yes, when you work somewhere, you absolutely don't get to choose the personalities of your colleagues, and sometimes it can be a little difficult. But I think there's a certain level of maturity that, you know, you either have it or you don't. Obviously, a lot of people Mm -hmm. don't that you can not like someone like you wouldn't want to go have a coffee with them. But you Mm -hmm. can be adult enough to say, I will respect you in the workplace. You know, like we we clash a little bit, but you know, you do your thing. I'll do mine. I think too, it has to do with the manager a lot of times. So if the manager is not handling it, okay, then and cutting it like, uh, short really quickly cutting it off I should say really fast because if there's something stirring and you're and you see it like as a manager or an owner then it should be dealt with immediately and no talking behind the backs and all of that and then that's how it, that's how it blossoms and it snowballs right the talking behind the backs yeah. that's always been the issue at every place yeah. I've ever worked yeah. is to your face people mm-hmm. are love and yeah. sunshine and okay yeah. great you're doing a great job and then you hear oh so and so said you said this and so and so said this and I'm like though? what does that bother you it doesn't bother me it doesn't I think bother that it you just causes no, it, doesn't, conflict. it doesn't bother me and I, yeah. I I I've been friendly with people in my former workplaces and I know uh-huh. that there's shit talking behind my back but I'm like whatever that's yeah that's, that's what you are I accept yeah, I, I, ex- I accept you me. for this and we can still be friendly but I'm not I'm not naive. I know what the fuck you are. I the yeah. only thing is I accept it and I'm going to hang out with you. Yeah. And it doesn't bother at that point it doesn't bother me. I don't care. Yeah. you were saying it does bother you? Yeah, I think it does bother me because um I, I just want to be surrounded by real people. Yeah. It bothered me a lot. I'm not going to lie. Like I would it what, would what, actually what bother dr- you though. It would just annoy me when I would hear something that was just a blatant lie. Okay, the, the, like okay, I would yes, have yes, somebody yes. say to me, oh, you know, so-and-so said that you did this or you said this. And I'm like, that's like, that's not even close I'm, to the truth. That's wild. We'll come back because I want to circle back to what you're saying there. But yeah. what if it wasn't a lie? What if it's the truth? What if they're shit talking you, but it's the truth? Do well, you, then if it's you the still, truth. Do you still have a problem with it? I mean, if it's the truth and someone's saying something that I did that was that was wrong or that was hurtful or okay fine then it's the truth then i just got fucking caught in being a shit person but when mm-hmm. somebody's accusing me of being a shit person and i didn't do that that's where i there's was a bothered. different level of bother. yeah it's different okay so if yeah. it's a lie then I'm, i agree I'm with, with i agree with skylar i just don't like fakeness i'm like why are you making up lies if you're talking about me because i'm shitty and you know you've seen some shitty stuff that i've done and then you're telling other people like yo you can't trust amanda she is crazy okay fine mm-hmm. that's different 
different. But if I'm not crazy and you're making me out to be crazy, then I'm bothered. I'm like, well, why? I'm yeah. I am a nice person. Is why the, are you doing that is to there me? There ever times <laughs> that 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 you are crazy. Yeah. Generally, yeah. you're not a crazy person. But, I'll own it. but there are moments it. when someone yeah. is crazy yes. and or someone is an asshole or someone's a exactly. dick. And then when they so you're But that's, that's what we're saying is right, if right, right, you right. are if you're fake and mm-hmm. that's causing drama. I'm bothered yeah. and I have a problem. One of my biggest things that I, I disliked I was guys. this. I'm a protector and I will often like I have I, I feel like I don't have a lot of fear when it comes to protecting people that I care about. Okay. okay? Yeah. So people will come to you and this goes for all of my office experience. So people would come to you with their problems or their issues. They would come to me, I, I should say. And um, I'm like, yeah, let's address that. Like in the next staff meeting, let's let's definitely address that. And then when you go and you address it, you go, okay, well, where's my freaking teammate? Like that just was had the problem initially. And now you're not even speaking up. Mm. And so now you're making me look bad. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm protecting you. And you're like shaking your head going, mm, no, I didn't. I don't know what you're talking about. You know? So yeah, that, I think that that causes drama too, doesn't it? This sounds tiring. But guys aren't like that though. Guys are not like that. I know that you see, you see Mark's face right now, and he's like, "This sounds tiring." Because he's like, "Man, it this is, is such a woman problem." Even the whole, <laughs> even the whole protector thing—it's fucking yeah. tiring. Yeah. There's got to yeah. be a time when you're like, "I don't fucking care. I don't yeah. want to help you out. I don't. Yeah. I. I. But. But I gotta do it because I feel like I gotta do but it. Look it's at, just. Look but at sometimes who, you just don't fucking want to. Look at who you're sitting across from. This it's, uh, is it's me. One hundred percent. When I see somebody I it's getting I watch it. shit on over and over and over again, I can't help but say like, okay, this isn't cool, and I want to stick up for them, and I want to make things better. I am. Mm-hmm. I am always the person that tries to like make things better between two people. And yes, Mark is right; mm-hmm. it can be tiring, but mm-hmm. it's because sometimes see, I feel like you people just don't know how to communicate properly. Like I understand what you're saying and I understand what you're saying, but you guys are having two totally different conversations and it's frustrating to watch. See, I don't have that (laughs) skill, but I used to want to help people. I used to want to help the scenario. And this Mm -hmm. is how I know it's tiring because I got fucking tired of doing it. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking do it anymore. And that to me came with being a certain age. And I'm like, now, now, if there's something I don't want to do, choose. I don't fucking want to do it at all. I think I'll sit depends. back and watch the flames before I try to put out the fire but I, because I simply don't want to get involved. But I, think I don't it's care. It's exactly tiring. what Skylar said, though. If it's somebody I care about, that's mm-hmm. the difference. I no longer jump into to messes that are not mine. Yeah. If me it's too. not, if, it, if it's even if it's really, close to me, I run away. Yeah. <laughs> As your wife, you're right I'm really loving hearing this. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean. And you're definitely right about the age thing too i think you just get to the point where you know how, how can i put this my my energy into something that's going to like be more positive yeah right and so i think we just move on from that you're even better than yeah. me because you're on the positive kick i'm not always on the positive I kick. Am. i try to be on the positive kick but i don't always be so sometimes yeah. i'm just like as long as i'm just not around this it doesn't even have to be (laughs) subbed in with something positive as long as it's just not this well that's one of the reasons why i became like a massage therapist though well actually number one reason why is because i absolutely genuinely love helping people it gives it that's what gives like my passion is helping people can i ask you can i stop you right there sure if you can put it into words, because everybody says this, not everyone, mm-hmm. cause I don't say it. And Nikki got into it for the money, right? So, <laughs> yeah. so she likes helping not people. Me. She got into it for the money, but 
but but a lot of yeah. people say this, and I want to know what you mean. Qualify okay. that for me. Tell me what you mean sure. by like I I get joy out of helping people. I definitely do, and like money doesn't. Um, although we need money to survive and you know pay the bills and travel or whatever, right? Um, I'm not m- money does not motivate me. So I need to f- I needed to find a career that actually you can make money at. Okay, let's face it, you that can. I could be my own boss. And that I could help people because the helping people thing is really what motivates me. It's what makes me get up in the morning and, and want to actually go to work. And, um, and it's, I don't even, I don't even think of it like work. So when you have a passion, I think that that's the key word passion. So do you have days where you don't help people? Um, not really. No. Wow. And I like it though. Like it doesn't mean it has to be like a client. I could be helping. No, that's you know, what I mean. My boyfriend or my kids or my friends. I, I, I love it that there's people like you because I'm not like you. Like I like helping people, but mm-hmm. when I'm ready to not fucking do anything, <laughs> I'm ready to not do anything. And that includes helping people and that includes caring and that includes all the rest of it. You yeah, guys, yeah. you guys are cool. I like you guys. I need you guys. It, just, it literally <laughs> makes me feel good. Like I well, do, I and get that's, an energy from it. That's and, the, yeah. I think that's really another part of human. I think a lot of humans are like that. I know sometimes it doesn't feel that way, but you know, Mark, you're one of the people that always likes to say there there aren't any real, true altruistic acts, right? Because the act of helping someone and improving somebody else's life. It, it does something for you, you know, it increases yeah, your happy it hormones does. and you feel yeah, great. You feel and, good. and yeah, you, you feel got fantastic. something out of it. You feel I, good. I love helping someone, even if it's as simple as, you know, the um, opening oh, my, up the door for somebody. Exactly. Or, exactly. No? Something simple, even just smiling at. So for example, today, as I said, on my way here, I went and picked up a bottle of wine. The poor mm-hmm. dude working at the LCBO tonight, the place was crazy. Apparently everyone's partying tonight. Because it's the weekend, right? Like, holy it's hell. The, it's the weekend. Oh man, this place, this place was busy and it was one guy working cash and you know, he, he was not a young guy and he, he was looking a little tired. Right. And it was like, I watched two or three people in front of me, like barely even like look at him, you know, like everyone's just sort of doing their own thing. And that's fine. I'm not saying you have to go and yeah. like strike a yeah. conversation with everyone. But when I got there, I was like, Hey, how you doing? And I just had like literally a two minute conversation with him. And when he left, he was, when I left, he was smiling and he was like, thank you. Have a great weekend. And I'm Isn't like, you know what? I just so picked, nice. I picked him up a little bit. He wasn't wearing a mask. I love that. No, he was, he smiled with his, <laughs> he smiles. He was wearing a mask. <laughs> Yeah. Can I okay, so you you picked him up a little bit. Yes. See now, if if that was if that was me, if I was that guy working there and you did that, I'd be like, you just brought me fucking down. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted someone to not say anything. <laughs> Skyler, I'm a lucky woman. <laughs> um. So on that note, though, I think that um, I think that if you got to be careful of burnout, like. I don't know if either of you have had burnout before, because when you're constantly giving and you're not getting like you're not taking care of yourself, especially as a massage therapist, especially between the months of like October and the end of December, you can burn out. And what I mean by burnout is like you are completely empty. Like you I I started crying over like the silliest things because you're just so empty that um because you're giving, 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 right? Of yourself. You made me and realize so much stuff about myself in this one stone moment. 
If you're not taking care of yourself and saying, okay, no, I'm going to stop helping people for like the weekend, like no more, you know, I need to fill myself back up. I need to go get a massage myself. I need to, but I do, but I do that every day, Skylar. There's parts of the day where I just know, like I have, I have given enough to the world today. And Mm -hmm. I like, I, there's parts of the day where I literally will say to Mark, I'm being selfish right now. Like my phone will ring and he's like, Oh, and he'll like, tell me like your best friend's calling. And I'm like, I don't have it at me. And I like, I literally ignore her call. And it's not that I don't love her, but I'm like, I don't have the energy right now. I get it. I know. And I almost get mad at my phone too. I'm like, what do they want? Exactly. Or it's another client. I'll tell you what you guys made me realize. What? When I get angry, I get really fucking angry. Mm-hmm. And I get mm-hmm. angry. He it becomes a, a real treat. Yes. And it's <laughs> it's not infrequent. You flip out because you're holding it in. Maybe. It's not infrequent. Yeah. But I also don't experience burnout. Mm-hmm. So while you guys go give, 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 tank empty, and then mm-hmm. you got to refill. Because I always tell Amanda, she's like, why you're always, you know, you're, you're angry quite a bit. And I'm like, I like being angry. Yeah. Like I, comfort in I, that, eh? I like it. It, to me, it's an outlet. Like if I'm yelling or pounding on my desk cause something's not working, that doesn't mean I hate the day. <laughs> but imagine, but even, imagine Skylar, he even, married an empath. But yes. Uh, it yeah. like makes my insides but even, crawl even, out of my body. Even when, even yeah, when yeah. I'm, I'm just <laughs> talking shit out loud and I'm like, uh-huh. I fucking hate today. I don't actually hate the today. I don't, don't at you all. Ever laugh? That's just, no? but this is this is me being angry because I get that out. I'm in this constant kind of up and down of this very low wave. You guys have this massive wave of give, follow this massive wave of crap. I'm also an Aquarius. I don't have I'm that also crash. an Aquarius, so it's like part of just my nature. And I know some people are rolling their eyes right now, but I am the yeah. most Aquarius Aquarius I've ever met. Like I will keep everything happy, 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 happy. It. You know, it takes a lot to push my buttons, but finally, when you push that final button, watch out, fucking See, tsunami. I didn't know this about me until right now because I would always tell you I enjoy being angry. I enjoy. I wish you enjoy being happy. I, I, I do enjoy being happy, but I enjoy when I'm upset. Sometimes, if I just need to let it out on somebody who's just in my mind not doing what they're supposed to be doing, and I will just let it go. I, I let it go on them. And I'm no, okay. I yeah. enjoy those moments where where it's I get I've never I've never put the two together. Why I enjoy it is, those it moments. It is interesting though, and, and now I, I think I understand why. I think you, thank you. I both think of you. you are definitely very right. Like you, you know, in the moment, if something bothers you, you definitely don't fucking hide it, and yeah. it, you know, you explode on every. And I'm a little bit more like Skylar, where like I just don't like negative energy makes my skin crawl. So yeah, me for me, it's like if something if something is is annoying or bothersome I can breathe for a minute think about it like okay is this a big deal is this really going to ruin my entire day and I make a conscious decision that this is not going to ruin my entire day and I Mm -hmm. carry on and so yes when Mark's getting frustrated or angry and it's funny because now I'm learning there's certain words he says all the time and I'm learning they don't hold as much meaning as I'm taking them to me mm-hmm. you know what i mean Nothing like when he says i hate today he doesn't really hate today when he says why can't anything fucking go right and i'm like well everything went right until this one thing but yeah. you know he yeah. just needed to say that <laughs> or when he's like everybody's stupid or um, i think i'm gonna t- i think i'm gonna start acting like mark he, he, oh yeah. man you know what yeah, it's I'm probably really you don't, you don't crash i'm gonna throw i'm gonna throw some fits like like crazy tomorrow Oh, we'll get you know back what? To you. Try it out. Let me know how it goes. I he, know it's going to be. He so definitely fun. throws I don't some. Crash. 
I don't crash. One of my favorite ones is when somebody break. somebody asks a question mm-hmm. and he'll be like, fuck this person. They're annoying me. And I was like, that's literally the only question they asked. But he was in the middle of something and it didn't know. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'll answer them because they didn't ask anything incorrect. <laughs> like, let me take this off your plate, Mark. And, I, and, 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 and I'm not angry with anybody. You know, I don't. He just had to yell a I little just bit. just had to get it out. And I enjoy yeah. those moments and they make me you laugh know, later. I totally understand what you're saying because i i come up with this phrase a while ago um is this uh is sometimes there's a comfort in anger like yes. it's almost like you can hold it in your hand in the palm of your hand and like i i don't hold on to it like though like i i just went through a period in my life where this is where i discovered that i don't know if i'm ready to let go of this anger i really like it because normally i'm not like this you know, I normally I'm a person that looks for everything in the positive. So I always look for the silver lining. But sometimes like it's just like, oh, wow, like I don't want to get over this yet. Sometimes like, some I want to go through this is necessary. And the, the times mm-hmm. when it is necessary is when, you know, like there is some serious injustice happening. And I know that Skylar agrees with me on this. There's yeah. some serious injustice happening and I'm not letting go of the fire because I need to yell at some more fucking people and I need yes. to make some more noise. And then that's fine. But yeah, exactly. day to day, I am rainbows and sunshine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, and I, I know, and norm, like I said, normally, I am the person that tries to look for the positive because I feel like if I can turn that around inside of myself, then it's a positive energy that's being like, like a positive light. Mm -hmm. If I'm, if I'm angry inside, then it's like a dim, it's not even light, it's darkness. And I don't like that feeling. So I always look for it. And that brings me to where I'm at today. Well, before before we get to where you're at today, I mean, like, let, I, I do want to get there, but I want to start right at the beginning of last year. Mm-hmm. Last year, I guess there was a point in the year where maybe you were not in a great place. You weren't loving the way things were going. Can you tell us a little bit about the sure. the decision to yes. go inactive? Well, well, I want to even go back before that a little bit. I okay. want to know why you sold your clinic. Okay. I sold the clinic because... A few reasons. Um, I think that in order to make money, like as a clinic owner, yeah, you have to devote. There's a few few things. Firstly, the GST, like that's got to be scrapped because on <laughs> one side of the government we're considered like healthcare providers, but then obviously on the other side of the government we're considered service provide service industry, right? Yeah. And that's why we have to pay that HST or whatever, and that's a killer. Like I, as a massage therapist can only work so much. Like my body can't work 40, 50, 60 hours a week. Like I, you can't, if you think you can do that and last for any more than five years, no matter how, what age you're at, that is just not like, it's not going to happen. We know this, we're massage therapists. We see people's injuries all the time. Right. So, um, there's that reason, uh, why I sold it because if I, if I were to be able to like come above for all of the work that I did towards the clinic, even on my vacations, I'd answer phone calls. Like, because you can't turn, if you, if I saw like a new phone or a new call coming in, 
Um, I'd have to answer it because yeah. I have other RMTs there that I wanted to get busy. Yeah. So here I am answering. Uh, if you want to break it down, I was probably making like $5 an hour. Yeah, we say, know, we say that end. all the time when we're yeah. talking about massage therapists that decide to open clinics. And our major thing is to be a practicing RMT and yeah. running the clinic, it's like, that's it's not going to work. Hard. You have to decide, am day. I going to be the clinic owner and I'm going to put treating yeah. to the back end. And right. my job is now to make this clinic run proper and make sure my people are busy and happy. Like your exactly. role changes dramatically. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a lot of RMTs maybe consider that to be something that happens. The role no, changes right. if you want to have massive amounts of success. You can be really exactly. successful and have a career and have a clinic and and thrive, but you're not going to make the bank. But yeah. then here's the thing, though. If you go and you decide that you're not going to be uh, massaging any longer, okay, yeah. you're just going to run the clinic, then you probably should have about 20 rooms. And then with that, though, comes the fact that you, now you're tied completely to the clinic because yep. you have to keep order. Absolutely. You have to keep order. You're still working a lot you're still working a lot but your role has just changed completely yeah and also like uh to be fair to the rmts that are renting from you like i would never want to charge them like you know two thousand dollars a month and besides how are you going to keep people then you know you wouldn't be able to keep people anyway so um because eventually they'd realize hey like i'm giving all my money away to the clinic owner here you know Mm. and so there's just like so many i could go on and on about the reasons why but the major one was that plus the turnover with RMTs. Right. I went through like I four it, okay. RMTs and that's fine though. Like I totally appreciate, like I'm not a, a, a person that uh, would be like, well, I can't believe you're leaving. You know, I just built up your clientele. I'm not like that at all. So if they felt like uh, they weren't a fit, like we left always on good terms, right, right, you know, right. they got their files if they wanted them, okay. like everything. I didn't I get it. You like just hold their clients just, hostage just, for, for the that. amount of for the amount of work that you ended up doing. You just kind of got sick of putting in all that time and effort to not make yeah. the same. You know, I I totally I exactly. totally get it. All right. I'm on. I'm on board now. Now, Amanda, the inactive. Sorry about that. I just. Oh, that's OK. That's a good question. <laughs> and so, yeah, so I went um, inactive I was probably already considering doing that. I wanted an out of the regulatory board away from that. And then COVID hit. Okay. And so this was a thought um, before COVID. It was a thought. I just didn't know because I really loved massaging. Okay. So it's sort of difficult to make that transition to because in our career, we are in a room all day. Okay. You can't make phone calls. You can't do research because you're in a room all day. Um, and, and then when you're done too, like I'm too tired to, uh, to try to figure out what my next step in life is going to be. So, um, and drained. And sometimes you just want to go home, have a glass of wine and chill, or, you know, just like stare at the TV or stare at a blank wall because you're just so exhausted. Right. So, um, there's that. So when I went inactive, it's mostly because of what happened with COVID. It gave me an opportunity to really go in deep to myself and self-reflect. And I think that a lot of people are feeling like this right now too. Um, and just go, uh, what direction do I want to take my life in? Because I also think we learned during this time 
that we don't need to buy a lot of things. You know, I don't, I, I can survive. I have plenty of clothes. I don't need any more clothes. I love to travel. I can't travel because I'm not getting that shot. Okay. Um, so I, I'm not traveling. So what do I really need? You know, so that's another reason too. Um, because you get attached, attached to the, to the money that you're making too, as an RMT sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and I just was like, I still want to help people. So how can I help people? And, but not like put all of my energy into being locked in a room all day. How's that sound? So tell me, how can you help people? but not be locked in a room all day and not have these regulations and, you know, mm-hmm. all of these constraints. What can you do before? Yeah. Like, yeah, before you ahead. get there, what about mm-hmm. the regulations was like, I, 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 I can't deal with this. Well, the biggest thing for me was the constant emails from the CMTO. Like I would start to stress out so bad that I'd have a panic attack, even if I saw them come up on my email. Are you talking you know? specifically about COVID stuff or? Yeah. Yeah. yeah because yeah. At, during, during that time period, every time there was a new announcement or whatever, oh, yes. and you know what, in, in the CMTO's defense, I don't, I don't, every yeah, I know they were following. Every well, it's, it's not even just that it's in their defense. If anyone remembers at the beginning of COVID, anytime there was a new announcement, RMTs would go fucking like batshit yeah. crazy. If the CMTO had, sent an email to give them guidance so it was like they're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't so i started to recognize and i don't know if you noticed this skylar because you probably weren't reading them all because it was stressing you out but yeah i would say 90 percent or more of those emails was the exact same email just letting us know yes there was this new announcement yes regulations are changing for this 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 does not affect rmts it was just again to satisfy those people that were like you need to tell me what to do you're my regulatory body yeah so So you're right Mm pre-covid did we have any issues with uh with with being in in a regulatory under regulatory college as a business owner I i certainly did because your hands are tied in so many ways. Like uh, you can't adjust your prices. You like, you know, um, I felt like they weren't on our team. What do you mean you, know? you can't adjust your prices? Well, you're not allowed to give discounts, right? So, so if I'm competing, say with a spa or one of those places, like uh, what do they called again? A massage addict or something like that, right? Like a chain they, yeah. They're not even RMTs that own those places for the most part i'm not like maybe some of them are so i just want to put that out there like i could be wrong there but in a lot of cases i think that they're not even rmt so they're not under the regulatory board the people that work there though are like the rmts that work there so when you're competing with that kind of thing too like it just feels like your hands are tied as a business owner because we're so regulated and i don't mind regulations by the way i kind of like them but only to like a certain point, like when it feels like you're being put in a cage, then I have start to have an issue with it or reprimanded for silly things, you know, <laughs> like not that I have been, but you know, I just, <laughs> I just looked at Mark. I was like, yeah. Oh, was she reprimanded for silly things? I want to no. know. <laughs> Skyler. Skyler. What are you not telling no, us? Not looking at my emails. 
Well, I, I mean, I get it and I don't. Again, I, it's it's it depends on how people view these things. And I, I maybe yeah. I'm naive and maybe I oversimplify things, but I've always looked at being a regulated healthcare professional. Like, yes, there's standards I have to follow and there's For a sure. code of ethics and whatever. But when it comes to certain things, and maybe I am wrong here, I. I really do feel like I am a professional and if you're trusting me to be a professional and you're yeah. giving me a license to practice, there are certain decisions I can make and I've always looked at it as as long as I'm not actually like in contravention of anything, then, yes. you know, if I'm not doing anything wrong, I, I've never really felt tied i don't know and again maybe i'm just naive i've never no, really felt no. like i'm i'm so tied to certain regulations i've always run my business the way that works for me and that keeps my clients happy and taken care of and there's a lot of there's there's a perimeter that that are the rules the guidelines mm-hmm. of which you need to and follow I like that. right i do that's college policy that's legislation that's, cool. that's all the rest of it it's the perimeter mm-hmm. But there's a massive playing field in the fucking middle that this fence. <laughs> right. That's what I was trying to it, say is yeah. I, I didn't feel like it was so restrictive. And but then again, if you're somebody that like tries to do everything by the book and really play by the rules and, you know, like I've seen things online of the way people interpret certain things that I'm like, huh. I, mm. I've never really like gone. Well, even just as Skylar said, like, oh, you can't adjust your prices. Okay, I'm like, oh, right, well, right, right, right. like, really, there's actually a lot can. more wiggle room than I think well, a, lot of, so, a lot of people recognize. Mm-hmm. So, right? mm-hmm. yes, yes, that that's absolutely it. So there's a massive okay. playing field that, that you can be in that still stays within regulation. And even even if you are kind of the person that likes to be really close to that fence, and mm-hmm. sometimes you like to cross over onto the other side of that fence. There's dip your toe in. There's test out the waters a little bit. Like. <laughs> I'm an all or nothing kind of person, so I was rather not do that. There's a lot. Know? There's a lot of ways to work around things or justify what you did or blah blah blah. That's blah, it. That's the there's word. A lot that was the of word. Ways to do that is justification. I've always looked at things, and maybe this was bad advice, but it, Mark, you'll remember one of the accountants did we worked with mm-hmm. like years ago. Like I'm talking like ten years ago, an accountant we worked with. Do whatever you want. And that would always say, do whatever you want. Wait to get slapped. Three and or four times. yeah, do whatever you want until someone tells you you can't, and just be prepared to justify why you did the things you did. And I've yeah. always kind always of like ran that. with that, like. If if I'm not doing anything that I, that is unethical, I mean I'm a very honest person. I don't even know how to lie. Like I try to lie and I'm caught every time. Like I am I am not yeah. good. I will never tell you what to do. Uh, but my advice is always exactly that: do whatever the fuck you want. Just be prepared to deal with whatever the consequences are. And yeah. if there's yeah. and, and that means you need to sit down and really deliberate. You need to really think about what are the all of the potential consequences. And if there's one of these consequences that pops up that you are like, I don't want to deal with that. If you, if one of those comes up, then you're not meant so to. So what this. I'm what I'm hearing from you then, Skylar, is like you mm-hmm. said, you're an all or nothing kind of person. When somebody is telling you, here's a roadblock, you're not the type of person to say well i can find a loophole here 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 you're like fuck this like i I don't want to deal with your rules i am kind of like that i have to say but when it comes to like they were scary to me Mm -hmm. uh dealing with them it's just i felt like not that i have ever like i said dealt with them it's just like it was very very it felt scary to me it's really interesting that you say that she's not alone in feeling that way yeah and so i didn't feel like they were part of my team you know because they're not they're, well, they're not the they're, they're not they're not meant to be part of your team but and that's cool 
protect the public, but treat your people like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It's my thought. You were saying it's interesting that she said that, 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 uh, she didn't feel that they were part of her right. team. Uh, I, I, I feel it's really interesting that you feel the, the words I think you use was it's scary. scary. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's funny to me. It's not funny like haha, but sort of haha. And I don't mean this in any negative way. If it comes across that way, I don't really mm-hmm. mean it that way. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's I okay. think a lot of people are scared and they haven't even realized why they should be scared. The emotion of you being scared makes sense to me, but the reasons why you're scared don't make sense to me. So for example, if you're saying like, and you're scared for the same reasons because the amount of control you think that the regulatory body has, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then my question to you is, have you really read the code of ethics? Because if you really read the code of ethics, you would be actually really scared because you're, Mm -hmm. you realize it's like, Oh wow. In their code of ethics that we're all agreeing to, they're saying, regardless of whether something is justified in the law, if mm-hmm. we feel it's unethical, it doesn't matter what the law says. That is the very last tenant of the fourth principle of our code of ethics. That's that's it in a nutshell. Most mm-hmm. people don't even recognize it. So the people Every that are actually time scared. You bring this up, I'm like, and there comes Amanda again, rainbows and sunshine, all naive. And I'm like, but if I don't do anything wrong, everything is fine. But so that's why I understand your your use of the words scared, but, but, Skylar. But I'm not scared, and I recognize that. And I think that most people that are actually scared they, they probably don't need to be scared for the reasons that they are scared for does that make sense yeah yeah but it's yeah. it's also uh, and I, I i mean i think i used to I have a fear um <laughs> as well of i mean just fear of authority in general not even necessarily because i'm like oh i'm so scared that i'm get, gonna get in trouble because really when you think about what's the worst no. case scenario what's gonna happen to me it was more like i don't want this like blemish i don't want this Mm -hmm. mark on my name and i don't want to deal with the headache and the shit so i'll give you two examples one you care less about it now i Mm -hmm. I care so much less about it now and maybe it's not because i'm getting old no no you guys mentioned age i'm just like getting old it's it's, it's part of that (laughs) but you're you're not relying on being in a massage room and writing a massage receipt to make your living but there's there's been a couple times and i'll give you one example so this past year skylar I mm-hmm. I have a very vivid memory. It, it's actually a funny story. I have a very, very vivid memory of mm-hmm. renewing my liability insurance because I know it renews on, oh. the, on, uh-huh. on a certain, like I know exactly which yeah. day it renews on. Yeah. And I have a very vivid memory of saying to my wonderful husband here, yo, I need your credit card. I got to re- uh, renew my liability insurance today. I right. very much recall doing that. Anyway, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, a few weeks after the renewal date, I got that email from the CMTO saying you haven't updated your profile. I was like, oh, fuck, I renewed it. And I didn't update my profile again. Yeah. This yeah, wouldn't be yeah. the first time I've done that, right? It's honestly... Mm-hmm sometimes I can be scatterbrained. So Mm -hmm. I said, oh shit. Okay. So I immediately, when I got that email, logged on to my um, CMTO profile to update my liability insurance. Mm -hmm. And then of course you have to like put in all the details. I'm like, well, let me just go pull up my certificate. So Mm -hmm. I go into my email Mm -hmm. to find the Mm -hmm. updated certificate. (laughs) Well, it's not there. I'm like, what? So so now I'm thinking, I've done this. Well, now I'm thinking the insurance company (laughs) fucked up, right? Because I was like, no, I remember asking Mark for his credit card and Mm -hmm. updating the insurance. Anyway, Mm -hmm. so I call my insurance company and Mm -hmm. I was like, hey, you guys like didn't send me my new certificate. They're like, hey, you never paid us. I'm like, what? (laughs) 
So I like, I so called what, Mark. What did my card go to? It didn't. So I even, I uh, called Mark and I said, look at your credit card statement. Like I'm, and so he looked through and in uh-huh. the, in the month that I was supposed to, it wasn't there. And I said yeah. to him, don't you remember me asking? So anyway, my assumption yeah. is I asked him for the credit card. I started to do it. Maybe something distracted me, a kid, a client, yeah. who the fuck knows? I yeah. never did yeah. it. But in my brain. I did this shit. So like, I'm good. I'm clear. But all of a sudden I went, as you said, I went into absolute panic mode. I'm like, what are they going to fucking do to me now? I've basically been, you know, three and a half weeks with no liability insurance. I'm like, motherfucker. Like, and this was an honest mistake. So this is what I, this is what I encourage a lot of massage therapists to do. Get really familiar with the massage therapy act. Get Mm -hmm. really familiar with college policies, college standards, get really familiar with college documents. And most of the time you realize what you think you're going to get nailed to the fucking wall for. You're not at all. You're not Mm -hmm. even close. Oh, no, I got got a slap on the wrist. A a slap (laughs) on the wrist. Right. But like the the panic goes to you think the worst case scenario. I'm going to lose. I'm going to get suspended. I'm going to lose my license. Going to have a massive fine to pay. (laughs) Blah, 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 blah. Right. Go. Uh So. So the massage therapy at college policies, yeah. college documents, and go look at the decisions. Go look at all of the investigations dis- that went to decision and go look at the things that people were, were charged with, for lack of a better term, and then the discipline that came from that. And I think mm-hmm. once you start doing that, you're going to realize it takes a lot to lose your license. Not to mention just It takes like, a lot. Just like mm-hmm. anything else. Like you gotta be fucking touching people if inappropriately. You're, if you're yeah, not yeah. hiding from the problem, you know, like mm-hmm. I basically, as soon as I realized my fuck up, I called the CMTO. Mm-hmm. I called, you know, whomever I was supposed to call and I said, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to tell you a story that starts with mm-hmm. I'm just that dumb. And <laughs> here it is. And I explained to her what happened. And she was, she was like, you know, not, yeah. you know, it was not like she was like, okay, well, this is going to happen. She said, you know what? Life happens. That sucks. She goes, but here's the, the protocol. Here's what's going to happen. And like, it, it was not this big, scary thing. It was like, you know what? That's I great. made a mistake and I owned up to my mistake and now this is the protocol and this is what's going to happen i'm going to get a little slap on the wrist and life is going to go on because i didn't i didn't do anything malicious i didn't have an intent to not have liability insurance and thank god because mark and i have been so busy with massage therapy media i hadn't Mm -hmm. treated anybody in those three and a half weeks yeah (laughs) but that's 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 the biggest thing if you just kind of understand all that material then i Mm -hmm. think you're like okay i i I know what's going to happen here. I yeah. get I get the vibe of what's going to happen. And then all of that kind of fear and stuff goes like 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 I said I I'm not scared of any of that stuff, but I recognize how scary it is that the governing body could actually have a lot of control over yeah. whatever's going on, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I think But that's that, the way it's like, supposed to be. And like I said, I like I liked that. I do. I like the ass. I like the fact that they have like standards. We have standards of practice that we have to follow. Um, code of ethics, which is all one like, thing. Our basic. college does not fucking clown around about at all is mm-hmm. any type of sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. Our college does not fuck around. That's with good. That. Like you want to yeah. see, you want to see fucking around with it. Go look at the College of Physicians and Surgeons. 
their fucking college is a shit show when it comes to when it comes to things like like uh sexual abuse allegations and stuff like that and then what the Mm -hmm. what the reprimand or the discipline is for some of these things it's a Mm -hmm. joke our college is fucking right on they're like sorry your license gone buy from massage therapy like i I agree with that and they do that that even they do that even when they don't have to do it like i sat Mm -hmm. into a discipline hearing of uh, of a gentleman who i shouldn't call him a gentleman of this guy right Mm -hmm. he's a massage therapist was a massage therapist and uh, that discipline hearing he apparently not apparently because that discipline so they found him guilty Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. he sexually abused this Mm -hmm. woman like on three different occasions Mm -hmm. why was i saying this story amanda because of scariness and you know how the because how you said our are, college is right, right. On, okay yes yes and yes they and they didn't have to do it they don't have right to. so and he was accused of this prior to zero tolerance prior mm-hmm. to protecting patients act in other words before it was the legislation that he had to lose his license mm-hmm. and the 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 lawyers. Not not the not his not the college's lawyers and not his defense. But if you've ever seen a discipline hearing, the panel that makes the decision has a lawyer that advises them mm-hmm. on and translates like legal stuff because the panel is just massage therapists and people appointed from the public. So they mm-hmm. might not be fully on board with everything that's happening from a legal standpoint. And so that lawyer who kind of just you know tells it like it is to the panel, he says, "Listen," he didn't say it like that, but he's like, "Listen, this happened." pre-protecting patients act so Mm. when you're figuring out what the discipline is you also have to recognize you do not have to take his license away that is Mm -hmm. the law now it wasn't the it wasn't the law when this person broke the law so Mm -hmm. keep that in mind and they came back and they stripped him of his license they didn't have to they did yeah Yeah. they don't fuck around with that shit Uh, that's good Uh, no they're, they're really good with it yeah, that part anyway. is definitely good. But anyway, I just think that, um, <clears throat> and there's other reasons too why I went inactive. I think no, I that I get it. Um, at this time in my life, I wanted to make some changes, and uh, it, it, like I have to think about, okay, what do I want to do for the next twenty years? What physically can I do for the next twenty See, years? Because yeah. massage is really yeah. strange. It's not like it's not like yeah. you can't do your job without being a quote unquote massage therapist, right? Mm-hmm. But a right. dentist can't fucking do his job without calling himself a fucking dentist. Yeah, right. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. So yeah. massage therapy is a little weird like that. So I'm understanding. I yeah. want to. I want to hear from you, Skylar, if this resonates with you. I had a really great call this afternoon with a massage therapist in North Carolina, and I don't know a lot about regulation in North Carolina, but she was telling me that in her state now, any type of energy work is is like completely like completely out of scope. It they don't get any kind of continuing ed credits for doing anything to do with energy. It's very wow. much like shunned in the bodywork profession where she is now and she said, you know, it's it's very sad to me because I feel like a very large part of massage therapy and bodywork does incorporate energy and mm-hmm. it's you know it's so sad that like we're not even really like allowed to practice with that. this. Yeah, and so you know, That's stuff. not like that here though, right? Well, and it, it was just sort of listening to her. I thought this is the kind of thing that I think certain therapists have an issue with regulation. It's like, I want to be able to 
practice the way I want to practice and help people the way I want to help people, but I don't want to have the the confines of this is what I can yeah. and can't do. But then, as you said, it's it's a good thing to have this is what I can and can't do. But if you've got other ideas for how you want to help your patients and you want to be free, then that's right. Being regulated is not the the direction. So if I was yeah. the the, mm-hmm. the devil on the shoulder, I agree with you totally. If I was, if I was the devil on the shoulder. The, the dick devil on the shoulder that would be saying like, well, you fucking knew what you were going to be when you went to school. Like you understood you were going, not not you, but in general, like yeah. you understand you're going to be a registered massage therapist, which is a regulated healthcare professional. Mm-hmm. And therefore there are certain rules and guidelines that you're going to have to follow that the rest of these fucking clowns don't. So then mm-hmm. why would you do it? No, no I'm, I'm with you. I'm just saying I, it, it's more like, I think that once people get into it and they start developing their own class, clientele and developing their themselves as a therapist and realizing like, I'd like to go in this direction. I'd like to do this. But then you start to realize, oh, like, I can't really do this. Like this could be, you know, there's there's a lot of blurred lines. There's gray areas that I can't. So even for example, way back when when we were teaching business and the questions used to come up about, you know, package sales and, you know, memberships are a big thing now and whatever. There's a lot of gray when it comes to, because again, we're not service. We are service. We're not service. We're healthcare. We can't really block bill. We can't bill for service. So when you're a business owner and you're like, I want to have the freedom to run my business this way, this is the... The, the reason I understand Skylar's decision in like, I want to have a little more freedom because yeah. there's a lot of things. And it, and again, I'm, I am a registered massage therapist and, and I do consider myself healthcare. And I, the way I conduct my practice, some of the things I'm saying, if you actually saw me in practice, you'd be like, do you even like believe anything that you're saying? Because I do practice more on the healthcare side. I, you know, I don't do energy work. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I don't treat my my practice like a service. It is very much healthcare. However, I can understand being a business owner and just wanting to have a little more freedom than Mm -hmm. you can when you are a regulated healthcare professional. Right. And that's the direction that I want to take. Like when I press that retired button, like, you know, there's a, you can either go inactive or just say retired. And I just haven't had, I'm pretty sure I'm going in that direction. Okay, like I'm probably about ninety nine percent sure. Ninety nine percent sure. What's the one percent? What's the one percent all about? Because <laughs> I kind of just want to have that little bit of leverage. Like if I want to, like I'm not a hundred percent sure at this point. So that's okay. why I'm saying that. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, but um, my whole purpose in becoming, like I said, a massage therapist was to help people. The reason why I took the re- like to answer your question, Mark. The reason why I took the registered. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of just becoming like a myomassageologist or whatever they call that, um, is because is because of the fact that I felt like it would be easier to get busier faster because I could put it, everything through benefits. So right. if it's not coming through, if it's not coming out of their pocket, then it, it is like a lot easier to grow your business that way, right? So I took that route. But my whole reasoning for becoming a massage therapist is to help people. So now, and going into what Amanda said, now at this point in my career, like I feel like it's all opened up to me. Like now I can like um I can go and I can work 
like at say like a little retreat place. You know, I can go and I can work at different places or not work for them, still work for myself and do little packages like, okay, so after the, after the treatment, like uh, we're going to go and have like um, a, a nice tea together or sit there and look out at the water. Like, I don't know. There's all kinds of things that are rolling through my mind right now because I just don't feel so restricted. I'm a creative person. So when I feel restricted and sort of like afraid, going back to that word afraid, that I might be doing something wrong, because a lot of times too, like, I don't want to look up all this shit. I don't. Like, just let me run. I'm a good person. I want to help people. Just, uh, I, I respect people. Let me just run my business, you know? And I understand that we have to have regulations and whatnot. Like, that's with anything though. You know, everybody has rules. That's just common sense to me. So I just want to be free to be able to um, do the things that I want to do without worrying that I'm going to get in trouble for it. How about that? Well, do you remember when we talked to Rhea, who went inactive as well? And one of the things she was saying is, you know, eventually she was thinking about opening up, what was it, some sort of like holistic type of, I think it was even like a maybe a retreat re- or a, hol- yeah. Yeah, a holistic center where, mm-hmm. you know, again, she had a little more freedom from regulation, but she still got this passion for helping people. Body work will mm-hmm. still be a part of it probably, mm-hmm. but she was thinking about, you know, incorporating things like I get it, spirituality I and mental That's health. That's exactly and, what yeah. I want to do. I understand it. That's but exactly this, the direction the, I'm going. The only in. thing that the only thing that just I just feel weird about is that everyone comes to this realization after being in regulated healthcare and got to reap the benefits of being regulated. Do you know what I mean? Like, how different would everything look if you lived in somewhere like Minnesota, where? There is no regulation. Yeah. There's nothing that you can watch. Anyone, any, any, any bozo can put up a sign that says <laughs> I'm a massage therapist and that's your job title now. Do you see yeah. what I'm saying? So like, I love that you said bozo. So I really like bozo. We're, we're having, I love that one. We're having this conversation <laughs> from, again. from the standpoint of, well, I, I'm in a regulated province and therefore we don't have all these crazies doing things like that. Therefore I'm actually looking okay. If I do this other thing, I'm more free to do those things and have it be ex- accepted as legit because there's regulation that keeps this part legit. Do you see what well, I'm saying? And that's the thing is mm-hmm. what Skylar is saying though actually aligns with that because she's saying the regulation is a good thing. Yes. If you're going mm-hmm. to work as a massage therapist and be healthcare, that's what you should be. But she's recognized that this isn't me. I, I want to help people and I want to do body work, but I also want to do this other thing that incorporates maybe a spiritual aspect, maybe like Reiki, a, a, yeah, therapeutic I touch. Totally get yeah. it. I totally yeah. get it. Quantum I just feel healing. I just feel like there's a whole bunch of therapists that 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 do run around going, screw regulation. I hate regulation. Why do we need regulation? But they're also living in the idea of fucking things being regulated and therefore it worked out for them. Do you see what I'm saying? It kept the industry a certain way that you can be in it and then rise out of it the way you want to be. Are there people in, I mean, maybe I, again, I just, I don't know them. I feel like there's more people that I know that really want the the title of healthcare professional, you know, like I feel like regulations, regulations are a really weird thing. Like you have the same schooling, you have the same skill set, but I live in fucking Manitoba. Mm-hmm. I live across this imaginary fucking line. Mm-hmm. And I I'm different than you. Yeah. Or I'm seen different than you. It's 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 really fucking weird. I know it we're, is weird. We're such yeah. snobs here in Ontario. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, you're from you're a massage therapist from Manitoba. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's the regulations there? <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know. Did I, I did look into that though before, but I can't remember what it was. But yeah. So now here we here we are in you know almost midway through 2022, which is wild, by the way. Like that, we are literally almost at that halfway point. Insane. Um, where where is your career going, Skylar? What direction are you moving in? I know you said you want to incorporate things like quantum healing and Reiki. You know, you kind of threw out mm-hmm. some words there, but do you have a business plan or are you just kind of still figuring stuff out right now? I I think I'm I actually probably one of the very few people, I don't know, at this point that really is looking at the positives of COVID. Like at first I was struggling with it. I'm telling you, like I'm a free spirit. So you tell me that I can't do something. And then all of a sudden it's like, I want to do it even more now. Oh, I can't travel, ah, you know, mm. or uh, I love to travel. I love adventure and stuff like that. So where I'm going now is I've decided and probably in like the, about the last three months that, okay, I got to take it. Like I got to take control back control of my, my life again. Like I was just in la la land trying to figure things out at 55 years old. Well, I just turned 55. I'm an Aries by the way. And so, um, I don't know, single Aries. So if y'all are crazy, I got, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like the fireball. all right gotcha you want me at your parties let's just say that but I can also be extremely compassionate and empathetic so um that's that's basically me and I love adventure so I can't do anything that I wanted to do like and that was another reason why I sold the business too I was basically going to work to travel okay that was my whole thing so I was going to work and then travel, like mm-hmm. all through Europe, all of that. So that kind of got squished. And I was like depressed. Like I went through the stages of grief probably every week for the last, like I'm going to say a year and a half. Yeah. And um, and so what I thought was, okay, where, where am I going to take this now? Like how can I help people? But, uh, and you know, obviously you still need to make money, right? And how can I do it like in my later years too, where it can take me for the next 20 years? So I thought, well, I did some research on all kinds of different things, but one of the things that really popped up to me was being coming like a life coach. So I started to look into that and um, found out like an amazing school. And I enrolled in that. I think I'm in my eighth week now. And it's a six month course. It's not regulated. However, it's certified. So you still have your standards of practice that you have to follow and your ethics and all of that. But like, that's a gimme to me. I would do that anyway. Nobody needs to tell me that stuff. This is another good thing about any regulation or certification is that they are mandated to teach the curriculum in a certain way in order for you to either become regulated, okay, or certified. Mm -hmm. Now, certified is different because you're certified, but you're not regulated on a yearly basis. You're just certified, right? you know? which I like, I have no problem with that because that gives us credibility, you know, it puts that stamp on there. So once you go, once you start to go to answer your question, because Mark wants to know like why or how you become a life coach um, is that you find a school that's actually like is certified. And then you, and then again, like I said, your, your curriculum is mandated 
in a certain way. Like you have to abide by those rules, right? Which I like because now you know that no matter what school you go to, no matter what price you pay, you're going to get that same curriculum that is mandated for that school, just like in registered massage therapy. Does that make sense? Yep, absolutely. Okay. So I thought, oh, well, you know, now that I know that, I'm just going to look for the school, like I said, that gave me the scholarship and whatever. And um, and then also this school too. Um, so you have your, it's a phenomenal school. You have your uh, modules on one side, like all the learning stuff, all the reading stuff. But then there's the other modules and there's 24 modules. Like the information is phenomenal. Um where you create a business plan in the end. So there, that's a little bit about the school. But again, now I can incorporate like down the road once I retire, maybe I want to do massage and even do life coaching at the same time. Because in my experience in dealing with clients, sometimes they open up more when their face is down on the table, you know, because they can't, they're not judging like your facial expression. They're just, And same thing with the, with the, the therapist too. I feel like you get them into that relaxed state. You can actually get them talking. You can ask questions. And um, and as a life coach, too, you're not, uh, which I have to work on, um, but you're not supposed to give advice or you can't be a fix-it kind of person. You have right. to, because what it does is it flows out on its own. And by asking questions, like by asking your client questions, then it's, um, they come up with their own answers. Mm-hmm. So you, and you, and you also got to be careful not to direct the conversation too. There's a lot to it more so than what I thought, but it's, it's good because I love it. Like this can be applied in my own personal life too. So I'm not only learning and it's a six month program too. Um, so I'm not only learning about uh, how to treat people in that regard as a life coach, but I'm also learning a lot about myself in the process of it all, which is like, I feel grateful for that because it's growth. So, um, and I actually think that there is going to be a bigger need like going into our future right now for life coaching. So I'm setting myself up, I guess you could say for the future too, you know, because we have to think about that. Even though money doesn't drive me, it's still, you still have to make it to survive in this world, right? And oh, here's another thing too. Like I always look for a career and I ask my, I would ask myself this question, would I do this for free? And if the answer is yes, I would do this for free, then I know that I found my right path, you know? You've kind of answered Mark's lottery question. Since you said you've listened to some episodes, I don't know if you've ever heard where he asks he asks massage therapists this all the time because majority of massage therapists say, I got into this because I want to help people. So right. he'll ask them, if you won the lottery, like I'm talking, I think I would do it I think for I, free. I think million. I saw a sign that said the jackpot was like 17. 42 million, oh. like something ridiculous right now. So if you won $42 million, yep. are you fucking off and going enjoying this. your life or do you still have this need to continue to work and help people. Absolutely. 100%. I've been asked this question before, so I can honestly tell you, because I put that through my mind because a person was arguing with me about it. They're like, no, there's no way that you would do it on vacation or you would do this. And I'm like, no, I would. 
I'm telling you, because no, I, I actually get something from it. Like I truly get something from that. Like it's a positive energy that goes inside of me. I believe you. I'll tell you, I'll tell you how I know I believe you because I've yeah. been around enough massage therapists because I'm around massage therapists all the time and right. I'm not around any of them in their own practice and they're mm-hmm. always fucking doing something with each other. Yeah. They're always treating each other. They're always willing to do, do this, do that. Oh, your back hurts. Oh, let me do this. Oh, your posture. Let me do this thing. They're always doing shit to each other. It's true. And I'm looking at, <laughs> and I'm looking at this going, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not touching anybody unless I'm, I'm like, I'm working. I'm, I'm so not like this and I see it all the fucking time. So it's, it's, yes, but it's the whole it's the it whole without, feeling, without as Skylar said, of getting something from it. So when Mark and I first started dating, mm-hmm. it used to bother me, for lack of a better word, that he yeah. had he had <laughs> so many passions, so many hobbies. You know, like he enjoyed mm-hmm. um, tearing apart motorcycles and rebuilding them. He enjoyed riding motorcycles. He enjoyed playing his bass guitar. He enjoyed learning how to play drums. Like he had so many passions that he could just do stuff you know like he's never bored he can always find a way to entertain himself and I was Mm -hmm. like I don't have a lot of hobbies but as I like got older I had this conversation with one of my friends very insightful woman I might add and she said to me but your life and the way you interact with the world like that is your hobby she's like you're so like you're so full of life and you do things for people and you know like she goes that Mm -hmm. is your hobby like you're you're, it's not like you just sit with your feet up all day and do nothing you're always doing stuff and your life is your hobby and I remember her saying that and I was like I really needed to hear that, that I like, I'm not just wasting my entire life, but it's because I do get something from, you know, sitting and listening to a friend vent to me over coffee where I can help them figure out their shit, even if just by asking questions or, Mm -hmm. you know, allowing them to get it all out and realize that they have a little more control than they do. Like these kinds of things. And I remember saying to Mark one time, I'm like, I think I have a a talent for talking and Mm -hmm. listening, you know, like that's that's what I do. So Mark, maybe you don't have the need to help people because you're fulfilled in so many ways. You have so many fucking hobbies. And and I get angry and I enjoy it. You see, I'm literally... (laughs) (laughs) You made me think of something, Amanda. Like, so one of the major things that I absolutely love about being a massage therapist or anything, like I could do it as being a waitress. Like, it doesn't even matter to me is the customer service. So I want to give you an example. So you have like a a first time client come in. Okay. And they have never gotten massage before. And maybe they're even like in their fifties or sixties, but they've been recommended, like, you know, referred to me or whatever to go for massage because their back is now like, you know, out of, it's just hurting them or their neck or they're having headaches or whatever. And they come in and sometimes like, they're so afraid like you can see it, you can feel it. Like they're like a deer in headlights. Like, yeah. oh, you know, like, cause they're, they've never done this before. I don't one know of my what most to do, fav- what's going to happen. What do I do? Yeah. <laughs> it's one of my most favorite parts of what I do is by like tapping into that. And then by the end of it and uh, empowering that person too. 
So by saying to them stuff like, you know, if you're not comfortable with the massage, we can stop at any time. You're not hurting my feelings. If you, if the pressure's too much, like, let me know right away. I'll ask you, you know, like, so it's just empowering that person. So that way they feel like they can tell you stuff and not feel like scared to do that. And I love doing that because by the end of that um, treatment, and I always say this too, um, should you decide to come back? Okay. That way it's again, empowering that person. Like, doesn't that feel good when like, even I say that like to you, like, should you decide to come back? This is what the treatment will be. Mm. And if they don't decide to come back, that's their prerogative. You know, that's their decision. Like maybe I'm just not a right fit for them or maybe whatever their reasoning is. It's it's just like this thing where it's a, it develops into, I want to get them to trust and to feel comfortable and safe. And I love that about that of of this job and about also uh, the life coaching job. It's just like I like giving the I like giving people that empowerment. Does that make sense? So she won forty two million mark. She's gonna I'm help still people. Working. Hell yeah! Because that is that is one <laughs> of her hobbies. Jet, then listen to me. Yeah, listen. I like <laughs> I like traveling. I like doing yoga. And I like helping people. (laughs) They're my hobbies. You build motorcycles, you ride motorcycles, and you play music. Uh And you get angry for fun. (laughs) Keeps me balanced, okay? Keeps you balanced. (laughs) That's what's interesting about people, right? It's like there's a differences. Exactly. And I need people like you guys because I ain't like that. People are so (laughs) interesting to me. Like when Mark and I first met, it was so interesting to hear the outsider's perspective on us because Mm -hmm. from an outsider's but I do understand it. Like there's nothing that probably makes sense about us. We are from two different decades. Like it's not like we're even, you know, like we, the type of like, pop culture that he likes he has more in common with my mother than me <laughs> that's, that's not a jab at your age <laughs> but no, we it's a jab at your shitty pop culture right you exactly <laughs> we you know we we outwardly didn't seem to have a lot in common you know like i'm was very outgoing and social and you know i i love to go to events and talk to people and network and mark's very introverted he prefers activities he can do so basically alone. mark's a grouchy old man yes I, I call okay. him a grumpy old man like most of the time now. but that's my goal but the interesting <laughs> thing about people is yeah. there are so many fucking layers when I it comes it to anything that matters core mm-hmm. values the way we view the world our understanding of everything mm-hmm. we're almost identical yeah however if yeah. you were to meet us, you're like, you two make no goddamn sense <laughs> at all. And that even fascinates me. Like, I kind of like that. I kind of like I being this too. couple that's like, we don't make any sense to anyone, but it's okay. We don't have to. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to right. understand anything about us because we make it's sense like to each other. Yang, right? Yeah. He yeah. says something and I'm like, yeah, I understand you, you fucking grumpy old man. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like he's really can, taking the digs well Are we he's like you can yet? blow your rainbow and sunshine out your ass you're annoying me <laughs> oh i'm totally like that like i'll look at stuff like oh like look at like i want a unicorn and a rainbow and la, 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 la. that's me oh I, yet, I recognize hand, that i'm very serious too but yeah. you know 
I do love that. Like I'm a sap for the Hallmark movies. I, you know what? I'm I'm not super into the Hallmark movies. I think I mm-hmm. might I might have had a little bit of Mark rub off on me, but I yeah. can very much recognize <laughs> how annoying I can be because to me everything is fun. Like there's there's something like I'll be the one like waking him up and like in the morning and I'm like, look at this guy. Look at this guy. Like look how cool the clouds are right now. Look at this guy. And he's like, Are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I yeah I, I should let my I should let Mark talk to my boyfriend because he'd probably be the same thing we're, say the same we're thing so about annoying me. right <laughs> <laughs> I just like looking for the positives and I think that this career and the career that I'm going to be going into is is just going to again continue on to help people and if that like that's my bottom line really you know, and I took a, what's that saying you take when you get fed lemons or what is it? I'm terrible. Oh, when with life sayings. gives you lemons, make lemonade. That's right. There's, so a, there's another saying, there's another yeah. saying I heard though, that was like, <laughs> when life give you, gives you lemons, say, fuck those lemons. And what was it? There is a saying, it's like, when life gives you lemons, say, fuck the lemons and run or something like that. <laughs> it's a little more Mark speed. Before, yeah, we exactly. do, before we do wrap up tonight, Skylar, I know there's one question that Mark and I have asked, because we've had at least one one or two more people on the podcast who either were interested in becoming life coaches or had already started down that path. And one, I know this is a difficult question to answer, but I always wonder, mm-hmm. as you said, this is going to become more popular and there's more of a need. Who needs a life coach? What type of person or what type of situation maybe might a person be in that they could benefit from getting services from somebody like you? Okay. So uh, how do I answer this completely in a short way? I know it's so hard. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) No, it's okay. No, it's okay. So a life coach is not a psychologist and they're not like a counselor. Okay. So we're not that. What we are is it's kind of like a coexisting relationship where it's a friendship that it's a, it's almost like a friendship, but it isn't. And so we're like the coach. If you want to think of like a coach in sports, like a, co- a really good coach is going to um, help whoever wants to change something in their life, like whether it be a career change. And the reason why I'm saying that I think there's going to be more and more of a need of this is because there is people like I think COVID really made people think. I do like then really self-reflect. And um, like off the top of my head right now, I'm thinking like I know five people in my own personal circle that are considering making some major changes in their life. It can be a grieving a life coach. Like the list is phenomenal, like on how many avenues and niches like I can take. I haven't decided yet, though, what my niche is going to be. But um, there's just there's three pages of things that you could do. You know, uh, you can be, you can be a divorce life coach, like your, you can be a life coach that uh, coaches widows. Okay. Um, Anything that you can possibly think of that might be a struggle in someone's life. You are not guiding them. It's, it's like a, like I said, it's a coexisting relationship where it's balanced to be a life coach. Mm Mm-hmm in a niche 
Do yeah. I have to have experience in that niche? No, not really. Although I do have a lot of life experience. Hmm. So I don't know. Like, I, I think that, um, I think it helps because then you can maybe empathize or use your intuition. Cause that's another thing too. There's nothing wrong with using your intuition when you're doing like a life co- coaching session. And you could also, even though you can't give them like, you know, advice, you can, but you know, you shouldn't because it's more of them coming up with their own strategies. And they, and if you ask the right questions, then you can get that person talking and figuring it out on their own, really, you know? And one thing that I can do too is like give them resources. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of research too that goes behind it. So if I don't even know the answer, then maybe after the phone call or the, the the session, I would go and do some research on a certain topic or know who to call to ask, you know, and then I could take that back. And then also another thing is like setting goals, goal setting, so that something can be measured and to make sure that they stay on the right track. Because sometimes when you're changing like careers or whatever, people might have a tendency to fall into that fear. Or what am I, what am I doing? Like, can I, can I really do this? Like, I just went through this. I know Mm -hmm. how it feels. Um, And you just got to redirect them into like following their goals. And, and actually, like I said, it just sort of flows itself out on its own. Like our conversation tonight, like it's just flowed, right? That's the same thing. Your, 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 your thing is you're not going to be a coach. That's your thing. Mm-hmm. You guys, me? a man is staring at me like, what are you talking about? I'm this yeah. is, waiting this for is more. I'm on the thing. edge of my seat. The, the thing is you're, you're not a coach because as I'm listening to you talk about what life coaches do and I start mm-hmm. thinking about athletic coaches and yeah. athletic coaches are different than what life coaches do. They life, are. life coaches yeah. very much are going to give you guidance, ask you questions to make you self-reflect. In other words, to bring mm-hmm. to bring out your skill set, right? To help you enhance your skill set. In the background, though, they're motivating but and encouraging. Yes, the goal yes, setting. yes. Fine, yeah. that's good. Yes, they're exactly. motivating and encouraging the, the goal setting. They're not creating the goal setting for you, where your fucking coach. Your coach, your, your, you your football do. coach <laughs> yeah, is, is, is helping you develop your skills. But at the end of the you're day, right. that football coach, I'm calling the play here. Yeah. So yeah, I'm right. when you're I right. when you when 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 we are winning, it's we are winning. I'm winning, you're winning, we're all winning. It's not just you, it's me. And, and as a coach, you're I'm right. calling shots here. So yeah, your right. thing is you're gonna do exactly what life coaches do, but you're not a life coach because that's actually a misuse of the word coach. I'm going to mm-hmm. be the life whatever that. for you. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's your, that's your, that's your, that's your, that's your differential advantage right there. You're still yeah. a life coach and you're going to do all the stuff that life coaches do, but I'm not a life coach. This is I, what coaches I like do. The idea, this is what I do. I like the idea though of niching down in other ways. Like we, we know, um, we have a friend who was doing life coaching for a while. I'm saying that because I'm not sure if she's still doing it. I think she is, but mm-hmm. her focuses were health and finances, right? Mm-hmm. So if you mm-hmm. were struggling in either of those two areas, she was going to help you by, I guess, I guess now listening to you, 
understanding the person by asking the right questions, figuring out where your limitations are, what is stopping you from getting to where you need to be, and helping the person to realize their goals and helping them to create the pathway to get there. Again, not telling them this is what you got to do, but we've got to figure out how this is where you are. This is where you want to be. Why aren't you there? What's stopping you? And Mm -hmm let's create that pathway. And I think having, having the niches, you know, in her case, it was health and finances. You can't be everything to everyone. Right. So it's like, what, what areas am I going to focus on? Is it going to be relationships? Is it going to be spiritual? Is it going to be mental health? Is it going to be And I mean, I guess you could be the life coach for everything, but yeah. And I don't even know if I really want to put my like put a peg on it like I I I thinking that that might not be good for me to put like myself back in a cage again you know so it might be just like a wellness coach to be honest and that's like a broad thing like that could be stress related such a such a like buzzword right now there are people who are just because again when it comes to something that's not regulated I mean in your case you're taking the education and you're becoming certified but there are people who have just decided I'm a wellness coach now that is such a thing because it's people who are going to help you to figure out how to take care of your body and minimize your stress and optimize your health and you know make sure you're nourishing yourself properly and this and that and the other and Mm -hmm. you know there's so because There's so many factors to wellness, right? It's it literally encompasses everything. What is right. wellness? It is your spiritual health, your mental health, your emotional health, your physical health, your mm-hmm. your yep. relationship stability, like all of these things. Financial health. This is why it's just weird to me. I can imagine there's a bunch of people that are getting help that they would not have had help. These are people that would not have had help. This is the way I, in my warped mind, this is the way I see it. And I also see that I have no basis. That I'm just talking out of my ass. When I say the people that I imagine using a life coach, I imagine them to be vulnerable people already. Do you see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? That might not be mm-hmm. the case, but that's just the way I see it. So when I when I see like uh, this is a vulnerable person, but they're, they're potentially getting help in, in in their life and they would not have had before, but they're also vulnerable people and they're really gullible when it comes to someone saying they can come help them. Do you see what I'm saying? So that's why I'm like, but that's all based on the premise that they're, they're vulnerable people. No, I get that. But like, and you are vulnerable when you're making any sort of changes in your life, right? And so I think that that is empowering when you have somebody kind of on your side. So you're not going to see a psychologist. You're not going to see like a counselor. You're going to go and see a, a life coach because then it sort of like it transpires into something that's uh, like it just like I said, it flows. It's almost like a dance. No one's ahead of anyone. It just sort of flows out. And then that person comes to their own realization. So I think that that's what's needed. You know, sometimes like even for myself, like I would have paid for a life coach. And in fact, now that I'm in school, like we need a certain amount of hours, you know, like um, working hours where we're coaching and where we're being coached too, so that way we can learn. And uh, I'm already realizing like there's things about myself that I need to work on, you know, And, and they're not pushing it on me. It's just coming to me by having a conversation. And then also too, another thing is that you're not having a, sometimes when you have a conversation with a friend or a family member about a life decision that you're trying to make, it could be biased. 
So when you come to that wall in life and you go, oh my gosh, like, I just don't know which direction to take right now. Like, I'm so confused. You almost want to reach out to somebody who can help you help direct you or not direct you. I I take that back, take scrap that word because it's not a direction who can help you try to like come up with goals and solutions on your own rather than it be told to you what to do. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. I think having a life coaches is a fantastic thing. And it's just a matter of, again, this person figuring out who do I resonate with? Who makes sense to me? You know, do your research, find somebody that you really feel comfortable with and that can help you talk out your shit. And I, I guess understanding red flags. If somebody's saying to you, oh, I can, you know, improve your life in six weeks and this and that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's nonsense, right? We know that. So yeah, yeah. If you're and somebody there is frauds that, out there. of course there are. And, yeah. you know, unfortunately, it's, it's always going to happen. It's been happening our entire lives, right? You always hear about scams and people falling for, you know, yeah. fake CRA calls and credit calls and this and mm-hmm. that, all of these things. How to lose weight in like, you know, exactly. four weeks. There's always the going to be thing. these things. Hopefully people are able to recognize the people that genuinely have the education behind them, have the credentials and want to help versus the people who are trying to make money off of vulnerable people. And the unfortunate unfortunate reality is the certain people are going to get taken advantage of. That's in Mm -hmm. everything, right? Mm -hmm, That is mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. everything. So, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for you, Skylar, and you're finding something that you're passionate about. And the day you hit that retire button. Uh Uh-huh. We'll have to talk again. Oh, yes, we will. (laughs) I'll be more prepared for Mark's questions. (laughs) (laughs) Mark's just giggling like, what did I do? What did I do? Did he he give an eye roll? (laughs) No, actually, he didn't. He just giggled a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's been great talking to you. I appreciate you both having me on your show. Um, I'm so proud of you both too, by the way. Like I have followed you from the beginning. I don't always listen to all your podcasts. I follow you on on Instagram and I follow you on Facebook and I have like, you know, it's really good the way you guys are doing. I like it. It's real and it's helpful. (laughs) So it's good. Good for you guys. Thank you. And thank you for hanging out with us so late on Friday night. No problem. Right on. You guys have been listening to two massage therapists and a microphone. Peace.